the other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Yesterday, the federal government approved an environmental review that clears New York's first-in-the-nation tolling system to move forward. I guess it was Friday, not quite yesterday. This approval was a vital step before the MTA could start charging drivers entering central Manhattan at peak times. The review will now be up for public appraisal for 30 days before a final federal okay. I would be curious how that public appraisal ends up going. How does the public get any say in this public appraisal? Governor Kathy Hochul is thrilled. A spokesperson for her office said she's committed to congestion pricing to support both the environment and the public transportation system. The approval is a critical step. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, her fellow Democrat, who was hanging out with Kathy Hochul on Friday, just hours before the news of this broke, is not happy for the New Jersey commuters will be affected. He said the approval was unfair and ill-advised. He's right. He also said his office is closely assessing all legal options. This is preposterous. Now, I was open-minded to congestion pricing. One, because I recognize the MTA needs more revenue to make transit improvements and not have a $10 subway ride. But two, because I also see the effects of congestion in Midtown. The congestion pricing plans that they came up with are absolute garbage. They're not about congestion. They're about raising revenue. And if we're really saying that we only care about congestion in Midtown South of 60th Street, what you're in essence saying is outside of the congestion pricing zone, north of 60th Street and the outer boroughs, you're likely to see congestion even get worse because of all the people that are going to be parking there and take and driving there before they go into the congestion pricing zone. Also, why are they not just doing this during peak hours? If they only charge the congestion pricing fee in peak hours, it would have some semblance of credibility that it was about congestion. It's not about congestion. It's just another tax on working class drivers. And it's not right. It's going to hurt me a lot. And it's going to hurt a lot of middle class drivers a lot. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Everyone, this is the other side of midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. We have been following the case of Sal Greco, who is a friend of mine. He's been a guest on this show many times. Roger Stone has been a guest on this show talking about the Sal Greco case. Just to f- refresh your recollection, Sal Greco was a New York City police officer who was railroaded. He was fired, in essence, because he's a Trump supporter and a friend of Roger Stone. There are other more complicated aspects of the case, but that is the gist of it that we can get to in two minutes. And well, Now, the city has filed a second motion to dismiss in the Sal Greco case, stating not only was the relationship with Roger Stone not political, but also not familial. The courts have already ruled that familial can be anyone anyone deems familial. At every event where Sal was known to be with Roger, Stone was political. They also wrote the lie stating Greco bizarrely claimed Cardi B came to the police academy and associated with police officers when she was court-ordered. This is plainly not true. She was not court-ordered. And Greco writes about this in his rebuttal, or his lawyer does. He states and presents an exhibit, Eric Adams' press conference, where he stated that Cardi B was invited to the police academy and mentioned nothing 
nothing about a court order, along with the police commissioner's statement to the Daily News, in which she said she had no idea about any of this. The mayor also stated, we won't discard people, or we don't discard people, but he discarded Sal Greco, terminating him. Greco also introduced in a footnote that the NYPD violated a court order by accessing sealed records and using them in their case against Sal at his department trial in violation of the court order issued by the judge in the case. I am very eager to see where this case goes, and I am very eager to see this case be adjudicated. So we will wait and watch as we wait for an answer from the city and a decision from the judge as to whether this gets denied or the case gets dismissed. Sal has already spent a lot of money on this and counting. So if you want to help him out, you can go to helpthisnycop.com. That's helpthisnycop.com. Any small donation counts. And most important, uh, I spoke with Sal recently. He asked that everybody keep him in their prayers. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. I don't care about marijuana. I don't smoke marijuana. I don't like the smell of marijuana. But I have a lot of friends that do smoke marijuana and enjoy marijuana and it's their thing. Great. If that's your thing, that's great. However, there are two things about this marijuana situation or the cannabis situation, recreational cannabis situation, that I want people to keep in mind. One, according to an analysis done by the Danish Health Registry covering five decades, one-fifth of cases of schizophrenia among young males might be prevented by averting marijuana use. And what the Danish concluded was this, 15% of male schizophrenia and 4% of female schizophrenia is directly tied to marijuana use by young people. So we don't know for sure why this occurs, but these are some pretty statistically significant numbers. I will be encouraging my son to stay far away from marijuana. And the other thing is even more important to keep in mind for those of you that are into recreational marijuana. And again, I have friends and family that are into it, so if it's your thing, I don't care. But I read this one article in the Associated Press that just made me sick, and it didn't just make me sick, it made an eight-month-old toy poodle named Bondi sick. Bondi could barely walk straight after a recent stroll, and his owner, Colleen Briggs, rushed her pup to the veterinarian who determined that the dazed and confused dog was high. Healthcare professionals determined the dog must have devoured a discarded joint that left him stoned. More dogs are sniffing out joints and edibles in parks and on streets all over New York, and I imagine this is true in Jersey as well, on the heels of legal recreational pot dispensaries opening last year. And someone who just leisurely tosses their marijuana cigarette into the abyss doesn't put any thought into what dog might be ingesting that and getting sick. So if you smoke marijuana, what I would just ask you to do is please, for the sake of not just dogs, but children, please be careful. Discard of your marijuana cigarette appropriately, just as people would a cigarette or should with a cigarette or a cigar butt. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. 
Here's an update on a very sad case we've been following out of New Jersey. Regina Mullen has been waiting 15 months for the Navy to brief her on its investigation into the chain of command failures that led to her son Kyle's death hours after he completed the Hell Week portion of Navy SEAL training in February of 2022. She gained first insight through a TV news broadcast Monday night. She was watching TV and she saw her son's face. The Navy didn't even tell her. The Associated Press reported earlier on Monday that Navy Captain Brian Dreschler, the commander of the Naval Special Warfare Center in California, where Mullen died of untreated pneumonia, is being moved to another job as Navy officials seek new leadership for the center. Now, a reassignment is exactly what Regina Mullen said she feared. Here's a quote. My son's life doesn't get a do-over, and now the big Navy has not court-martialed anyone yet, just moved their positions. It's disgusting, a national disgrace. Late Monday, Mullen emailed her concerns to Rear Admiral Brett William Midas, who replied that, quote, I understand your frustration. Accountability actions resulting from the independent investigations are not yet complete, he told her. While I do not have insight or details into what is contemplated, I do know that accountability actions are under consideration for a number of personnel. I hope to update you next week on a timeline for providing you the investigation. Now, I don't understand this. Now, I understand snafu has a meaning for a reason. But I don't know how the Navy makes the decision to send out a press release or alert the media about this reassignment, about this change, without even giving a heads up to Regina Mullen, who's already lost a son and has now been sitting there in the dark for 15 months. Dreschler was one of three officers who were issued written reprimands a few months after her son Kyle's death. I don't know if a court-martial is appropriate here. I don't know what's appropriate, but I'll tell you what's not right. What's not right is keeping a mother who lost her son in the dark while she hears about this in the news media. To be continued.